Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. Today, I am very excited to have my friend and colleague, Rachel Melinda, here to talk about how to find that work-life balance. And can we find it? Is there actually a thing called work-life balance? Um, And I thought she was the perfect person to bring on because I have really seen her, at least from my eyes, uh, transform in her business, going from maybe being a little bit more business focused to letting some of that life seep in and then bringing a lot of play into the everyday, which I am so excited to talk about. Uh, so let me tell you a little bit about Rachel. So Rachel is a Toronto-based intuitive eating and body image coach and the host of the Fill Your Cup podcast. And she's on a mission to help women stop hating on their bodies and feeling out of control around food. Rachel's non-restrictive intuitive eating approach to food has helped thousands of women put an end to emotional eating, binge eating, and disordered eating, and find an effortless and enjoyable healthy way of eating and living. And if you haven't heard from Rachel before, you can definitely check out her podcast or you can check her out on the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. This is actually her third time. Um, She was on episode 44 and we talked all about taking risks and overcoming fear, which I think will kind of see, you know, how things have transitioned since that episode more like a year or two ago. And then she was also on episode 110, how to start a podcast. So thanks so much for being here, Rachel. I'm really excited to uh, learn and share from you today. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Steph. Um, It's, it's really fun to be back. And it's, it's always fun hearing like, someone echo back to you like what what they see so thank you I received that fully (laughs) well yeah I've really seen that uh with you just like I mentioned um and I really kind of I try not to like idolize people or put people on a pedestal because I think you know we all have our our issues and our things that come up but I really do see you as that like future me (laughs) if that makes any sense and um or the person that I would really like to be especially in my business and and that really does come down to um the amount of play that you bring into every day I really see you live this very much and and I'm curious maybe if you want to start and tell us a little bit about your business background and you know did you start off having this really good like work-life balance and play or was it not like that what was it all about yeah, it definitely wasn't like that. <laughs> um, I was definitely very rigid. I had ideas of what work was supposed to look like. Also, because I, I started, um, I guess, my marketing career working in advertising, and like, you know, I just had this idea that like you, you work your forty-hour work week, Monday to Friday, nine to five or more, if you got to get the job done, and you have your weekends to like decompress from that all. And I was just like, okay, this is, this is how you do it. But there was a part of me that was like no, I think there's more to this. I don't, this doesn't feel right. Like, and, and if you really think of it, like when people are sitting at their, their desk for eight hours a day, like you're not working that full eight hours. You're like, you're procrastinating, messing around half the time. Like mm-hmm. when I kind of play around in, um, and I'll share more about how I've kind of strayed from that model, but you know, sometimes when I have like a four hour work day, I get way more done than I would 
like sitting at my computer for, for eight hours a day. Or when I was traveling recently, um, I would do a bit of work in the morning, like an hour or two and like so impactful, like so impactful. Then I'll go play for the day, which of course would raise my vibration, make me more inspired. And, you know, I'd show up to the next day and do that two hour like work crunch and, and, um, and, and so on sort of thing. So yeah, it's taken time to evolve. I definitely had this archaic way of, of what business should look like and what like relaxed downtime should look like. And, my body just wasn't tolerating it. That's kind of why it had to change. You know, when you're running your own business, um, it can be scary to feel run down or burnt out because you're like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this stuff, but um, whenever I feel run down, I'm like, oh my God, what if I never feel okay again? Like, how am I going to keep my business moving forward? How am I going to make a living? It's scary, right? So mm-hmm. it's just become so apparent how important it is to um, not not get burnt out and, and to take care of yourself in that way. And what that has required me to do is stray from a lot of these archaic ideas of what work and and business structure should should look like, like Monday to Friday, nine to five. Um, I've learned how to structure my days to, um, optimize, optimize how I feel. Like I know that (laughs) I know we're actually recording on a Monday. Usually I don't book things on a Monday, but this was, this was joy sparking for me. So, um, but usually Mondays and Fridays, I don't book anything because I like to flow easily into the week and do like maybe behind the scenes stuff and, and then flow out of the week. Um, I'm more flexible with my work, work start hours now. Like before I used to be like, I like get mad at myself if I wasn't at my desk by nine, then I was like, who, <laughs> <laughs> like I work for myself. Like what am I doing here? And so now I, I just kind of flow with it. Like today, actually, I was I didn't have a great sleep last night. So I slept till like nine 30 and started my day at like 10 30, which felt so rebellious, but the thing is, I feel more rested showing up to my work and um, more excited to work as a result. Mm. So, do you feel like you could have done this at the beginning of your business when maybe you were more setting up the foundations and you had a lot more to kind of check off on your to do list versus now? I'm assuming there's probably still a lot you need to check off, but everything's kind of already set up so you can be a little bit more fluid. So, kind of looking back, like, do you? think that this could have been possible to run your business this way from the start? It's a good question. I think, honestly, I think, I think you need to do a lot of unlearning beforehand. Like if you still have these paradigms that this is what work is supposed to look like, then you're going to stay stuck in those and you're constantly going to feel guilty. But if you, if you don't have that idea, then, then sure you can. I think just having the idea, just the, the trust and knowing knowledge and belief that you can do this your own way that's all you need. But to, to develop that belief and have it ingrained, that's trickier. Like I, I'm, I'm a student of a mindset coaching program and I'm constantly working on that. Right. And, um, seeing the benefits of, of having done that. And of course there's things like, I think you hinted at this, like there's things that I've built in my business along the way, such as automated processes that sure I could have done at the beginning as well, but I didn't really have the knowledge that there was a need for that yet. Whereas now I have those things. So like if I, you know, last week I was sick and like couldn't really do a whole lot, but my business was still running in the background. I was still nurturing new leads and um, had this content going out through the podcast and that sort of thing. Mm, I would love to talk about that more maybe in a little bit, because I think um, for someone just starting out too, they probably feel a lot more tied to their business. Like, okay, I'm, I am, you know, like, 
logging my nine to five hours, you know, and, and it is like a traditional, you know, quote unquote job where I think, you know, as time goes on and you can bring in these systems, um, hopefully earlier on too, you know, you can find that little bit of freedom that maybe at the beginning, uh, you can't have actually, I was just on a podcast, um, and I was talking, uh, this friend of mine has a podcast called the visionary life podcast, Kelsey Rydell. Mm. And she was, uh, she was actually asking me about my experience in taking a month off in August and um, it kind of sparked in her, like, am I allowed to do that as well? And um, I was saying to her, you know, I'm in year seven of running a business. And just now did I take like a full month off because I didn't really have systems in place. So I feel like it is a balance between like getting started and like allowing yourself to do these things early on, but knowing that sometimes it might take a little bit of time to build the business to the place where you can truly step back and think, okay, now it's kind of running without me and I don't have to be, you know, in it all of the time. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm so curious, like, what are you doing on a day-to-day basis to kind of have work-life balance? Like, even if you want to break down your week so we can see what that looks like, that could be cool. Or like, what kind of things are you doing throughout your day to have that balance? Mm-hmm. Um, before I forget, I just want to backtrack to that last thought. When you're like, oh, I'm inspired to be like you in business. I was inspired by you taking that month off. Like I had that exact thought being like, can I do that? So know that you are also leading the way in that. And I was very inspired by that move and definitely want to set up my business even even more strategically to do that in the future because I totally see the impact of it. And we were just talking about how impactful that is. So um, thank you for being that inspiration. Um, on a day-to-day basis, yeah, for me, you know, we we work a lot in our life. And it's a shame to wake up and be like, ugh, I have to do this. I don't want to do this. And everything feels like a, like a chore and feels dreadful. And if it feels like that, then like, it's like, you're not going to be excited about that. And to think that you're going to be doing that for years, decades on end, like that to me just isn't an option. So for me, when I think work-life balance, I don't really think I sign off by 5 PM and then I don't think about work. I think about okay, my work is very much integrated into my life. Sometimes that bleeds into evening. Sometimes that bleeds into uh, weekends. And I try to protect those times because I still, even though I'm trying not to subscribe to a nine to five lifestyle, um, in a way I, I like to keep those times outside of that free to, you know, to see my friends and family who do subscribe to those lifestyles, right? Like I don't, I don't really want to be working on a weekend because I want to be able to see them. And, and I like that, that break. Um, but, you know, I, I really try to think like, how can I make each day feel juicy and awesome? Like, I love, I love what I do. I like waking up and being like, oh my God, I can't wait to work on this today. And I can't wait to go do a cold plunge um, mm-hmm. and, and, and have like a, a morning with uh, my cold plunge crew in, in Toronto here. There's a group of women that meet up every Monday morning um, and we go dip in the lake um, and, um, you know, like getting uh, doing my morning walk. My morning walk has become a non-negotiable for me, just something to, I really like to have a life before my work day. That's one thing I do to like every single day. So, um, I'll wake up, I get ready, um, and strategically get ready in a way that like, you know, there's some days where I might work in sweatpants or, um, leggings, but I'll do it in a put together way because for me, how I feel about myself, like I'm putting that out. This morning I woke up and my hair was a bit greasy and I like sniffed my armpits and I was like, (laughs) 
you know, I could get by on another day and I'm working at home alone. But then I was like, no, this is going to feel like crap if I feel like this all day. So I was like, I'm going to, even though it's already 10 and I woke up late, I'm going to go have a shower. So I feel good. And I'm going to go put on clothes that spark joy and make me feel good. I think that's really important. I think, you know, it's, it's cool. It's nice to have the option to be like, yeah, it's working sweatpants and put your head on a bun. But like, is that going to help you feel inspired to put out good quality work? Is that going to make you feel like the boss that you want to be? It doesn't make me feel like the boss I want to be. So I make a point to, um, to step into that and I have, I'm having fun with fashion these days. Um, so there's that there's, um, going for a morning walk, um, having really nice coffee. Um, I don't really schedule things during, during the day. Um, I get made fun of for this. Like people are like, Oh, like, do you want to go for lunch midday? I'm like, no, I'm in work mode during the day. Like I don't really like to, I don't like to break that up. Um, I make my, my evenings really juicy and awesome. And I really, um, make a point to do things like on the weekend that are rejuvenating, trying to, I don't always like check out from technology, but I might, you know, if I'm already feeling kind of on the verge of a bit of burnout, then, you know, I'll step away from technology. Um, once in a while I have to get off Instagram entirely and that feels great too. Mm -hmm. Um, but doing things outside, getting grounded in nature, really tuning in on sleep and, just bringing pleasure into all aspects. The more pleasure that you have, the more um, uplifted you're going to feel, the more um, you're going to be able to sustain what you're doing and the more juicy and awesome life feels. Mm -hmm. So this might be totally putting you on the spot here, but I'm curious um, if you pick up your phone first thing in the morning. I do. That's a good one. And I I say it with that tone because I don't love that I do that. I do it too if that makes you feel any better. Is it something that yeah. you want to sh- transition out of? I do. I do. And I'm and I'm being gentle with myself with it. Um, I, I say it in that way because there was a week recently where, um, you know, in, my, in um, the mindset coaching work that I'm doing, um, one of the concepts that's emphasized is to create new results or outcomes for yourself. You need to dare to do something differently. So if I want to feel um, awesome and inspired first thing in the morning, well, I'm I'm probably not going to get that by picking up my phone first thing every morning. And I know that because I've done that and it doesn't <laughs> bring that inspiration. But there was one week where I I didn't scroll. Instead, I I did pick up my phone, but to put on music. And I just like kind of like sat there in my bed or laid there in my bed and then like slowly got up and I did my whole morning routine without looking at my phone. And I was like, wow, that felt really good. It felt like I was protecting my time. Like I was mm-hmm. like, hey, there's like a wall up to me. I'm like, no one can access me right now. And that felt really special. So I, I do want to get back to that. Um, and I think what will be required to do that is, you know, looking at why I'm needing to pick up my phone first thing in the morning right now. Like, what am I, what am I getting from that? This is, this is, this goes for anything that you're trying to maybe break from or or replace a habit that you want to kick or improve is look at what you're currently doing and ask yourself, okay, what is that giving me? Because even though I don't like that habit, it's doing something for me. Maybe it's giving me some form of validation. Maybe the act of feeling busy makes me feel a certain way. Okay. So how can I get that feeling in another aspect? And then how can I, so like if I were to let that, that habit go, how can I get that feeling in another aspect or, you know, do the, do the therapy inner child healing work to see like why I need that and eventually go, go about my mornings without my phone first thing. 
Yeah, that's such a good answer. Something I've been reflecting on myself too, where I just tend to go grab it. And the mornings that I try my best to like leave it in the kitchen. And then I'm the same though. I like that music or I like some kind of Mm -hmm. background. But having that boundary of, okay, I am allowed to turn on the music on Spotify on my phone and not, you know, check Instagram or not check my email. Because I think for us business owners, you know, it might be different for someone without a business. uh, But for us business owners, when we turn the phone on and check Instagram, it's not like we're just checking Instagram for like, ooh, la-di-da, what are our friends doing? What What is our family doing? It's usually this input of other practitioners or other business coaches or, you know, business or dm you know messages that we have to respond to and it's like you're on all of a sudden yeah but then your work hours are like 24 7 versus totally. you know nine to five and um you know something that uh kelsey in the podcast i mentioned i did because we talked about something similar there um she said that there's a saying called uh, discipline creates freedom Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that really resonates with me because I think sometimes I try to like shift away from being disciplined. I'm like being an entrepreneur, I can do whatever I want. I have all this freedom, you know, at this point in my life, I don't have kids. I have, you know, so much time and space and blah, 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 blah. But I'm not doing those things that make me feel free because Mm. there's so much time there. I'm not really utilizing it to fill myself up. So I'm really trying to feel into this more like discipline or like, I guess like, um, like a soft discipline, if that makes sense. Mm. It's not like, you know, a discipline where I'm like on myself and making myself feel bad if I don't do something, but just a soft way of saying, hey, if I set these boundaries for myself, this is going to create more, you know, freedom throughout my day. So I'm curious if like, do you have that kind of discipline in your life or does that resonate with you? It does. And I remember the first time I heard that too, I was like, I don't like discipline sounds rigid, right? And I live a very intuitive life. So I was like, I think I just ran from it. But if you really think of it and if you think of it in this context, like it does make total sense. And I think another way to think of it is um, boundaries create freedom, Mm -hmm. right? That's that's Mm -hmm. what that is in in that Mm -hmm. sense. Um, And and boundaries are like a form of protection and and boundaries are there so you can – therefore show up better for the people in your life. Like I think a lot of people think boundaries are meant to be harsh and especially when you're exercising them with friends or family, people are like, oh, this this means I'm a mean person. It's like, no, we create boundaries to um, bring people closer to us, right? You've got to, you've got to protect yourself and care for yourself first, um, fill your cup first, mm-hmm. um, or, or you're going to be, you know, the flip side is you're putting out that not ideal energy out into the world, you know, not, not of your truest, highest self. So yeah, there's definitely things where, um, you know, my, I'm just trying to think of like things that I'm disciplined or boundaried about, I guess like my morning walk for sure. Um, that creates, um, a form, a form of freedom in my mind. Um, you know, my self-identity script writing, um, that I do daily, which I know we were just talking about before. And I think you feel, you're like, don't get mad at me. I haven't started one yet. (laughs) (laughs) On my radar. It's one of those things I know, again, I know would be so helpful. Yeah. Uh, I just haven't given myself the time to to fill into it. This is what we call the knowing doing gap, right? Like why we, we know what to do, but why aren't we doing it? There's something there. Um, and it's, and, and I have that, we all have that in so many different, different parts of our life, but yeah, like the act of writing, doing the script writing thing every day. Um, and just for your listeners, for, for context, um, what I do is I write out the the same 
script. It's called a manifestation script every single day. It's like two and a half pages worth. And I write the same thing over and over. The idea being that the repetition helps to reprogram your subconscious. So you start living your life from that, from that idealized version of yourself. And at first the idea of like doing this thing for the initial goal was 30 days and then it became hundred. I was like, that sounds like a diet. Like, no, I don't want to do that. But um, when you turn it into like a nurturing act, it changes the game entirely, right? It's not like I have to do this. It's I get to do this. I mm. want to do this. And it, it immediately changes the energy from abundance um, or from lack to abundance. Yeah. And that brings up such a big topic. Something I think about a lot and something I've talked with some other entrepreneurial friends about is I think, um, well, as we know, in like nutrition and in the diet world, it can be like such big extremes, right? Mm -hmm. We have like, you know, going on a diet and being really restrictive. And then we have like kind of letting go of all diets and letting anything in and not that, um, you know, letting anything in is bad, but sometimes people just take extremes to the extreme, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's about finding that middle place for yourself that feels really good. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about here in the business as well, where it's like, you're either working 100% of the time, or you're hardly pulling yourself, you know, or keeping yourself accountable to do any work. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do we find that middle where it doesn't feel like I'm pressuring myself and making myself and um, you know, pushing myself, but I'm also still, you know, showing up for myself in that way that feels like the best version for me, um, without letting myself off the hook entirely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to that, I would say the answer is compassion Mm -hmm. to exist in that middle zone. You need compassion. Like if you, if you are a, an entrepreneur, like you and you, and you have your, your eye, your heart set on something, you're working towards something like, I imagine you, you probably already have that driving you. Right. Um, and so like, you, I don't, I don't know about you. I find often the, what comes up more with entrepreneurs is, uh, trying to work less. Like we're all working too much. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know any entrepreneurs that are in business that are like, Oh, I should really get to that. <laughs> you, do, do you ever hear, I don't know. Um, maybe, I've maybe kind of turned into like, it's funny. My schedule was so packed yeah. and then I really worked consciously hard to like take so much off where now it's so empty that I find Mm. it actually very difficult to sit down and do work. Um, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 But you're, but it doesn't change how motivated that was just a strategic decision. It's not like you're like, Oh, like, you know, I have this business school. I should really get around to that. Like you're right. I still definitely feel committed to the business, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So (laughs) I think to exist in that middle ground, you just need a ton of compassion, compassion for being human. Um, and and with compassion, um, compassion means to like, to be with, to be with suffering. So just to, to be with that part of yourself, to recognize your, your humanness, recognize what, um, what rules that you subscribe to and gate and that you're playing by, right. Mm -hmm. Looking at how much of this is, um, capitalistic sort of rules that we're just kind of, we're playing out here. And I think through that, you, um, you know, either use the compassion to, to rest when you're at a point of burnout or, um, just to take things slower. And I think the way to continue doing that and to trust that you can do that is to experience some form of a win or success by doing that. Like, I think that's how I've really been able to lean into this, 
um, allowance of play for myself and flexibility. It's, it's seeing that when I do that, I experience some pretty awesome results in my business. And that, that has given me evidence of like, okay, this is fine. So, you know, I still freak out when last week when I was sick, I was like, oh no, I'm not getting ahead. That whole like productivity and success is self-worth was like coming up and I had to look at a lot of that. Um, but just reminding myself like, Hey Rach, like the, like, remember every time in the past where you're freaking out about taking a break and then you eventually did and you came back way stronger and experienced these, these wins and success, like this time is no different. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. So even if you haven't experienced that yourself yet, um, listeners here, maybe set yourself up for a win in that way. Maybe try like in a small sort of way, like, can you give yourself permission to wake up a bit later if that's what you want to do? And, and, and see how that goes. Observe how um, that makes you more inspired and excited about your work. Great. Awesome evidence there to see that like, okay, when I, when you sleep in the, till the time that you want to, you actually still get all your work done and you put out quality work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Ready to start your nutrition business, but have no idea what steps you need to take. No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. So I'd love to even shift the conversation because I think, you know, we have listeners that are just getting started or maybe are still in school. So this is great just to even set up a foundation for them to begin with. We have some people who have like gotten started and are kind of right in the thick of it. And then we have people a little bit further along who I think have maybe a little bit more space because they, like I mentioned, they're not necessarily um, getting that whole to-do list checked off. And they're ready to kind of like maybe put some more systems in place to really set up their business uh, solidly so that they can take things like, you know, a week off and not have to be checking in on their business all the time. So uh, needless to say, I'm just curious, what are like those systems or processes you have set up in your business right now? So if you take a week off, like you did last week, like what's kind of happening behind the scenes to still drive your business forward? Yeah, great, great question here. So in terms of driving my business forward, the way I, I see that is, um, continuing to uh, generate new leads and to nurture those leads. So the way I do that um, in the past until a week ago was um, through like a free guide. And um, we would mention that free, it was a podcast guide for um, podcast listeners, um, get on the list and then they would go through a nurture sequence um, on, on my, on my email. Um, I say that was like up until a week ago because what I recently did is I hired an agency to help me with um, a new opt-in generator, which is a, or opt-in lead generate generator, which is a quiz. Mm. Um, so now that's planted everywhere. That's like my call to action everywhere. And it's also a really awesome quiz that generates really accurate and helpful results. Like I'm not, I like to emphasize that it's not, you don't just do these things to like get new leads. Like you need to give a lot yeah. of value and I do, and I feel really proud of it. Um, you should go take it and the obsession.com. 
Um, so when you take this quiz, um, it um, the whole idea is to figure out like why you why you're actually so obsessed with food, health, and your body, and from there. Um, you know, people are fed through an email automation to continue to be nurtured and to um, be introduced to some of my offerings that can help them with this. So mm-hmm. even when, you know, I'm out sick for a week, that's still running, you know, and that call to action is in um, a bunch of places. It's going out in mentions on the podcast. It's in the link in my bio on Instagram, which I'm always producing content for. So therefore people are seeing it. It's on my website everywhere. And I try to drive people to my website by sharing blog posts. I have um, a weekly email um, that I'm not, I usually write that one week to week. um, But in terms of like, that's pretty manageable to do, even if I was in a sick state. But regardless, I have this one sort of like um, prize of of an opt-in that keeps things going, right? So I can continue to, generate those leads. Um, and you know, I'm also, um, I I do have a team member, which, you know, I'm in year, I don't even know what year I'm in now. Uh, (laughs) Um, I got a Facebook memory the other day saying I graduated from nutrition school five years ago. And I think Mm. I, I, let's say I'm in year five. So, um, only earlier this year, I, I hired a team member. So I have her helping me to create content and keep things going as well when, when I'm out. So, um, definitely, definitely recommend that when you're, um, I don't want to say you're at a place to do that because it's not like you necessarily, like I didn't reach a place where I was like, okay, I'm rolling in it. Let's do it. Like you kind of strategically do it in a way. Like I just realized I'm like, okay, there's only one of me. If I want to get ahead right now that I'm going to have to put out some spend and some budget towards us. And you know, that's, that's just the way business goes. You have to spend money to, to make money. And, um, not not to make it all about money, but just to keep things moving along and to protect yourself from resulting in burnout. Absolutely. And, you know, something that I don't know if you've like consciously done this, um, but I noticed that you're maybe not as active on social media like you were at one point where you were like really sharing like kind of every day we were like a day in the life of Rach what I which I loved I love seeing that but I can only imagine that's a lot of energy output to be so visible on social media all the time so I'm curious if you have like made a conscious decision to like grow your business off of social media, maybe some more um, long-term marketing strategies like um, it sounds like the quiz and building up your email list. Um, I'm even curious if you're utilizing something like SEO, which is search engine optimization um, and like building your website in ways that you're collecting leads versus always having to be on social media. So Mm -hmm. I know that was kind of like a really large question I asked, but I'm curious if like that was a conscious decision to kind of pull yourself away. And if if you are spending more time on other pieces that are growing. Mm-hmm. So it was a conscious decision and I love that you noticed it. And after I answer, I would love to hear um, the impact it had on you or maybe to, to confirm if it had the impact that I hope. So I think, um, you know, I was, and this, pro- this only really changed for me in the last, let's say two months. Um, before that, I like, Oh, I forgot to mention another thing I do to kind of stay organized, keep things running is I use a Santa project um, project management system. So kind of mapping out my content and newsletters ahead of time and trying to work ahead as much as possible. So then that that can go out easily as well. Um, but 
I mean, before that, two months ago, I was pumping out content every single day. I was putting out an Instagram post every single day and putting out reels because Instagram was like, hey, we're going to show more of your stuff if you do reels. Well, what they don't tell you <laughs> is that to generate a, a really good reel, um, sometimes I can take up to two hours or more and didn't and it doesn't always perform the way that you hope to. And that's not to say that you, sh- you shouldn't do it if it doesn't perform how you hope to, but I just realized I was spending so much time on marketing my business in that way where only a small percentage of people actually see my content and and engage with it and um that I want to put that elsewhere right and I, and you know things like instagram facebook blacking out for a day really make you realize like wow this can all be gone in in a matter of of seconds right and then what right so um i really wanted to bring more of the ownership back to my side the other reason, which was actually kind of my main reason of of drawing back from it, was I realized that um, one of my sort of offerings is just um, being present with people. So being um, sharing my energy with other people, and I realized I was giving that away for free on social media. And I think you do that to an extent, but it got to the point where you know, I basically felt like I had, um, clients in my DMs for these relationships that I formed that weren't actually paying clients. And as much as I want to serve people, um, I've got to make a living here too. Right. And so I figured out a way of like, okay, how can I, you know, I show up and share on social media in the way that I was that day in the life of Rach to show people how I live this intuitive life. And then I kind of thought, okay, how can I do that? while um, protecting this this main offering and also protecting like kind of giving myself some some privacy as well and creating yeah. some boundaries there. And so I withdrew a bit from it and it's actually felt really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that much more excited when I do show up on it now. Um, I don't feel like a slave to to posting. Like I like you know, I used to wake up on some days and be like, oh my God, what am I going to post today? Like in my, in my feed. And now like I went a week without posting and like there wasn't even an impact, mm. you know, that I know of. So I'm just trying to play the game because it is a game, trying to play it a bit differently and, you know, prove to myself that like I can do things my way in ways that feel good and create the results that I want. And I've been able to prove that over and over. So I'm just trying it in new realms. Yeah. And I think it goes to show that like building your business off of social media, like, you know, for you, you have a podcast with a lot of content on there. I think you also have blog posts that you write Mm -hmm. once in a while. Um, You have like all of these resources and opt-ins and things like that. So it's creating material that's living off of this, you know, quick, uh, fast paced platform that is basically making you create content faster than you can even create. And I think that stresses out so many new business owners that are like, how am I going to keep up with this? Or, you know, even looking at themselves, you know, who am I in comparison to this other person that's in practice for so long that has so much content? How can I ever compare? And then we get in that comparison and we spiral, right? Mm -hmm. And it happens for so many people. And I think it's like really, I think, online business is changing now where we utilize social media so much and really gave so much away there where now a lot of people I think are starting to protect those boundaries and to also see um, that there's a long game somewhere else and that's in creating content off the platform. So 
something I'll even say to some of my clients is even if you created like an awesome Instagram post, take that and turn that into a blog post, because Mm -hmm. that's something that you've created on your platform that drives traffic there. And that will generate traffic for, you know, potentially years to come. But so many people just put energy into social media. And I really hesitate to push people that way now, because I think it is, it's really changing. Yeah, no, I totally feel that. Yeah, like just, uh, yeah, like it's so funny. Like I'll see like the odd comment from uh, blogs that I've written. I'm like, oh my God, people are still reading this. But like it's, yeah, it's it's there for, for years to come. And then you 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 always have that, right? So I, I totally agree with that. Like I think we need to start taking that ownership back in our hands. I remember what I was going to say. Um, there's a lot of people, uh, speaking of taking uh, ownership back in your hands, a lot of people moving their content over to, paid platforms or more um, protected platforms like Patreon or um, what are some of the other ones? Um, uh, that's only one I know. Okay. It might be Patreon. Yeah. So um, just another platform where, Hey, like if you want to see my content, like um, there's a, you know, $5 fee a month sort of thing. And I also really like the idea of that because it's much more intentional, like to subscribe to people's content. Now it's, um, you know, for, for the user, like what a, what a beautiful gift you're giving yourself. Like, Hey, I'm going to choose like a handful of my favorite people to follow and subscribe to some of their best content and, and only choose to consume that as opposed to being bombarded by like so much information that mostly makes you feel like crap. And it's like, why are we doing this? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we can get so much out of being more intentional with our, with our choices and how we're using our time. Yeah, I love that. That's definitely something that I've thought about. I'm not quite there yet to see how that might work out for for me if I do choose to go that route. But I do think about that. And I think it's also great to remember that what what we're looking at every day is curating our day. Mm. Um, so being more conscious of what we're actually curating for ourselves and not yeah. just, just not absorbing it all, right? Totally. And, yeah, like we shouldn't, we're really not built for that much input all the time. No wonder mm-hmm. we're all stressed out and oh my gosh. <laughs> like wired because it's so much internal or, you know, external stuff coming internally and us holding yeah. on to it. So I love that idea of being more uh, careful about what we're bringing in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lastly, what I really want to ask you, because this is something I know I've said to you many times privately is that I'm just always so in awe of how you bring so much play into your everyday or into your weeks. Um, and it's something that I'm very conscious of now. And I keep thinking to myself, I've got to hit a playground. Like I, oh, I've got to yeah. find a local playground. I got to get on a, I got, get on a swing, you know, like I need, cause I do a lot of stuff for myself, like my walks and I do some mm-hmm. cold plunges as well. But there is this feeling of like, I need to feel like a kid. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel like a kid every day or every week? How do you bring that into your life? Yeah. Okay. The how of that. Um, I don't know if I have a perfect answer for that yet. But like, for example, today, um, I helped out my neighbor to go walk her dog and I mean, animals just bring me so much joy. So already like just leaning, saying yes to things that I actually want to do, um, and things that, that fill my cup. And, um, you know, I, we were walking and this dog had so much energy. I was like, you need to be let loose. And then she started like running around. So I was like, I want to run around. And then, so next thing I know, I'm like running around in my stupid little rain boots and like, and I'm like, Luna and like playing and chase me, chase me. And we're like running around and we're in a schoolyard. And I just, I paid attention to how great that felt to my body. Then I was like, okay, more of it. Yeah. Okay. We're going to, we're going to run around at the park right now. I'm not, I'm not going to take her for a walk. We're going to run around, run around at the park. And, um, 
I think just leaning into things like that, like, like if you say like, I want to feel like a kid, well, what makes you feel like a kid? Right. Um, there's that, that can come about from connecting with the music that, that you listened to when you were a kid or certain ways that you dress. Like there's, there's today I kind of, I would say I kind of dress like a kid. Like I'm wearing, my outfit doesn't match. Um, I'm wearing all these like stupid little colors and, um, stupid. I, when I say things are stupid, I mean, they're cute. I'm like, Oh, it's just a stupid little yeah. thing. Um, um, what else do I do here? Like, just kind of like, I guess dress in a, in a bit of a dorky way, like wearing mismatched things make me feel like a kid. So like, I'll do things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, how do you play? Yeah. It's such a good question that I don't know if I have the answer to, but I think just like my, my compass and my, um, my, my goal for every single day is to soak pleasure, joy, and feeling of, of goodness in, in my life. And I'm constantly asking myself, like, how, how, how can I do that? What do, what do I need right now? And when I notice, say my mood plummeting, I ask myself, okay, what do I need? And leaning into the things that bring me joy, dance, nature, running around, animals, cooking, um, cozy drinks, that sort of thing. Um, giving yourself permission to, to do things your own way, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if you think of how a child goes about life, like they, um, they try a lot of things on without having a story of what it's going to be like first. Right. So, you know, if someone, if someone asks you, do you want to go do this thing? It's like, you know, stay open to it, go try it on, go see how it feels mm-hmm. and, um, just have fun playing, exploring, trying things on. Do I like this? Do I not like that? Okay. Got it. Like noted. Hmm. Yeah, that's huge. I feel like, you know, even just being in that role, this is a whole other conversation. Um, but being in that role of being a business owner and constantly needing control and having to make decisions and having to know, you know, as much as I can, the outcome or making, you know, like these choices for myself, it really puts me more into like my masculine energy, yeah. where I'm constantly in this dr- driven kind of like making decisions. And Um, it's very hard for me to just find that flow. Mm. And I think, you know, it would help me and my business so much to, to find out what like feels good to me every single day, because it would bring me back down to not this like, kind of hustle culture, masculine energy of like, go, go, go. And like, what does Stephanie need today? And then approaching my business from that place. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I just think it's so interesting where it's like, I usually personally will not try something because I already think I know the the outcome. Interesting. Because that's what I do in my everyday life with work. It's like I need to know the outcome if I'm yeah. putting enough time into it. So I think it's like remembering that there's multi we're multifaceted. There's lots of sides to us, and we're not just mm-hmm. a business owner. Yeah, we're yeah. Person that needs fulfillment in so many other ways. Yeah, right. and I and I love that you use the the language of masculine energy versus feminine energy, or. Um, I guess like the masculine would be like type, type A more controlling. And and I struggle with that too. There's certain times where, you know, I'll be having a conversation with someone and I'm like, oh, I'm definitely like, if it's like midday, if you catch me during my work day, I'm, I'm, I'm in masculine energy. Right. Mm-hmm. And to actually break from that, I need to do things like 
um, that make me feel more feminine and flowy and fun and playful. So like right now I'm moving and grooving. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have music on and things that make me want to keep moving and grooving. I might want to cook because that, that feels sensual and and flowy to me. I might want to, um, make myself a drink, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I think really paying attention to, to that as well. And then another thing is really paying attention to your vibration. Um, I used to hate this word before I really understood what it meant. Like raise your vibration and you are energy. I'm like, what is this bogus? But there, there's something there. And, and the way that you can think of that is your your energy or your mood. So if you start um, – if your mood is starting to plummet, if you're starting to think um, negative thoughts or, or fall into self-doubt, your vibration is going to lower. When you do things that fuel you, when you take that break, that when you're craving it, when you – um, just do the things that you want to do that light you up, your vibration raises. And um, because like attracts like, you bring in more of that energy and that energy makes you want to do more. So mm-hmm. part of my sort of play is is doing things that keep my vibration high um, and also keeping my vibration high so I feel inspired to play. So it's kind of like a mm-hmm. two, two-prong approach. Well, and – I guess I'll leave it off here. I think something that I've been seeing going around the internet a lot lately is, um, you know, that saying like hurt people, hurt people. Yes. Uh, but now there's like that counter one where it's like healed people, heal people. Um, and I think it's so true where, you know, like, especially what we're doing as practitioners, as people that are impacting other people, we need that vibration to be higher in order and we need to heal ourselves in order to heal others or else all of our shit is going on to other people. (laughs) Hell yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. Like you, it's going to happen. You're going to bring your own stuff into business, but do the work to try your best so as not to let it, right? Because that's the last thing that that you need in there. Yeah. Which I think Mm -hmm. comes back to the play, the pleasure, Mm -hmm. the flow, putting yourself first, filling your cup, your mantra. Yes. Yes. Um, there's just so much good there because it's not just helping us. It's helping the world when we're mm-hmm. in our best state. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. This was so fun, especially because we didn't really plan exactly what we were going to talk about. And I think it ended up being the exact conversation it needed to be. And yeah. I really hope it was helpful for people to um, hear from you and learn from you how you've been able to maybe shift from uh, one way of doing business to a new way of doing business. And mm. I can't wait to see that um, on social media in a boundary protected way. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing little bits little of it. Bits of it feels so good. And oh. um, definitely, definitely a fan of yours and um, always love seeing how you're transforming and how you're sharing that with the world. So mm. thank you, Rach, for everything thank you do. You. Thank you for coming and sharing your time. Thank you so much. This was uh, such a pleasure and um, a great opportunity for me to also reflect on it and learn from it as well. And I would have loved to have this advice when I was first starting out. So it uh, feels like a, a real gift to people to give that to people. So thank you for yeah. that. And thanks for seeing that in me. Absolutely. Um, before I forget, where can people find you and uh, w- uh, what can you share with them? So I'm at Rachel and Melinda everywhere. Um, Instagram primarily. My website's rachelandmelinda.com. Um, the podcast, Fill Your Cup podcast is available anywhere where you get your podcasts. And then you can take my free quiz, which is freaking awesome. You can go to endtheobsession.com and what you will discover is why you are truly obsessed with health, food, your body, and weight. 
Um, so this is for anyone that, you know, tends to go to diet to diet only to feel the same way afterwards. Um, go take this quiz. I will uncover what's actually at the root of it and what actually keeps you turning, going back to those diets that don't truly work, um, and actually start doing work that creates the healing and creating the feeling that you want. Amazing. Can they share that resource with their own clients as well? They can. That would be wonderful. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for coming, Rach. This was awesome. Thanks, Steph. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.